welcome to our 10th episode of Adventures with Rochelle, the podcast. I'm Rochelle Stratton. Brian Murray. And I can't believe we've done 10 episodes. 10 episodes. Well, we're, we're, this will be the 10th. Okay, this is our 10th episode. 10 episodes, yeah. Do you think we get past one? With the way we are? No, I didn't. Well, We're no. procrastinators, and we also, um, I feel like we don't follow through when we have all these ideas of things we're going to do. Well, we've fallen through 10 times. I know. I'm pretty proud of ourselves. Me too. You know what also I'm really excited about? No. You don't know? <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't tell you? I don't know. You may have. Okay, so one of our listeners, uh, Mike Archer, we know him. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Um, he actually wrote us an email. He emailed at us at adventureswithbruchelle at gmail.com, and he shared a story based off of the hat man, which was our topic last week. So it wasn't anything bad. It was not anything bad. It was good, actually. So he just wanted to share a story with us. Um, I did ask permission if we could read it, and he gave me full permission to tell the story. So Let's hear it. We'll just hear it because I think it's pretty cool. All right. So he says, first off, shake what your mama gave you. Um, You can't see it, but I'm shaking it. Shaking it, yes. And that's just a little inside... Or what is it called? Inside joke? Yes, but to who? Because when we met Mike, I told him to shake what his mama gave him. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, that should tell you who I am beforehand, which I knew who you were before you ever said that. I I feel like your name is ingrained in my head. I don't know why, but I recognize that I'm like, oh, I know who Mike is. So anyway, his story says, okay, so my story is late 80s. I grew up in a few haunted homes at this point, and the paranormal runs in my family even to this day. I recall one night waking up, and it was super cold in my room. My, mend- my window was open, and so I went to close it. As I did, I noticed what looked like a man in a long trench coat and fedora hat standing by a tree in my front yard about 30 feet from my window. But even when street light, or even with the street lights on, He was blacked out. I could still tell what he was wearing because he reminded me so much of Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries, which is a weekly show my whole family watched. I wiped my eyes and it wasn't moving. I pulled down my blinds and peeked out them, and I finally saw it move ever so slightly and almost as if it was directly facing me. I freaked out and hopped back in bed. The next day I was heading to bed and I exited the bathroom and was going to my room and I turned to close my door and in the hallway was the same damn figure. I closed my door and ran into my bed. I started to hear taps on the wall behind my head, which is very similar to the taps that your buddy was hearing. Yeah, yeah. right. I started to pray and my brother woke up and told me he told me or I started to woke up and I told him what I had just saw. So he went to the door and there was nothing. The next day we woke up and I told my mom what had happened. And so she prayed with me and that was the last time I ever saw him. So needless to say, the hat man has been around for years. Some attribute the hat man to either the men in black or extraterrestrials or worst case scenario, a demonic presence. Thank you very much, Mike, for sharing that story with us. It's interesting. and I I got three things on it. Okay, go ahead and tell me your three things. The, number one, I enjoy listening to you read. Thank you. I feel like sometimes I have a hard time reading. No, I think it was good. I like to listen to that voice. Number two, Robert Stack. Uh-huh. I don't like his voice. 
His voice is creepy. He scares me more than Hatman does. Because he was always telling terrifying tales. Well, I can always remember. No, it didn't even really matter what he said. I can remember being in my bedroom or whatever, and uh, Unsolved Mysteries would come on, and they'd be talking about something as simple as, I don't know, leprechauns. <laughs> okay. Hear his voice and be like trying to cover my head like I ain't trying to listen to this at all. Okay. I'm still worried. I'm still, even when I hear him now on reruns, I'm still like, oh, God, that guy. Number three, Batman, man. I don't know. I haven't had the dreams like I are. I haven't woken up like I had been last week. Trying to find him? Yes. But it's an interesting story. It is a very interesting story. I like Mike. Story. Yes. Thank you, Mike, for and sharing And I'm glad that. you brought up the knocking. I know. That was crazy. Is knocking associated with Hatman? Because I've heard knocking several times, and I usually don't open my eyes for it. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm like, it's bedtime, so whatever's calling me, does it can wait. Wait till daylight hours. Okay. All right. Thank you again, Mike. Yes. Okay, so today's topic of discussion, you know, I'm very, very intrigued by, but also makes me worry, like, a lot. Why? Why? Because it's kind of it's kind of terrifying. And once I tell you the things that I have, you'll understand why it kind of has an uneasy feeling to it, okay? Yeah, I mean, in the line of work we're in, though. In the line of work we're in, yeah. This could be something we need to know about. I would definitely think that we need to know about it, but still, it is unsettling for sure. Okay. All right, so today's topic... We're talking about, like, possession. And I'm not talking about drugs or guns. I'm talking about something taking over your body possession. <laughs> Making you do things that you don't want to do or don't even remember what you're doing? Yes. Okay. I got a couple. I've, I've got two that I'm really kind of dived into. I've got two, and I think I've went dark with mine. Um, mine are a little dark, too. Okay. Well. But should we go back and forth, or...? You do one, I'll do one, and then, yeah. Okay, so we want to do my one, mine first. Yes, ladies first. Ladies first. Okay, so the first one that I want to talk about is people versus Kanashi, or Kashni. I don't know how, Kashni, I think, is how you say their last name. Okay, people, this is a court case then. A court case. They've taken it to court. Both of mine are court cases. Oh, shit. And that's why I think it's a little unsettling, because if you can start throwing that out there, that you were possessed, you can get away with anything, if people actually believe it. I mean, this is, if you can get it to fly, yes. Okay, so people versus Kashni is how I'm going to say it. Okay. Also, this happened in Illinois. Great. Which Great. It's like I tried to find exactly where and I couldn't pinpoint exactly where you when I was know researching. It's right down the road. Obviously, right down the road. Okay. In 1974, a self-proclaimed prophet and believer in demons, Roland Cashney, stands trial for murder of two elderly people. All right. One is a 65-year-old male. Um, I'm not going to say his name out of respect. And he was beaten with a wrench. Mm. The other one is a 65-year-old female, which this one is really like 
gets like I don't know. It makes me nauseous. Sick well, don't to my say all the nastiness then. But I gotta tell you what happened. Okay. Bludgeoned Didn't. to death by a toilet tank lid. Ooh. Now prosecutors say he knew the details of the crime that only the killer would know. But Cashney says he's innocent and only confessed because police detectives questioning him was possessed and he could see a demon in him. Really? So his whole basis is he, there's a written confession of he was being charged for two counts of first degree murder mm -hmm. and um, armed robber, robbery. Now, he said that he didn't do it. And the only reason he confessed and signed a written confession is because the detective looked like he was possessed when he was speaking to him and he could see the like the demon in him. So it made him confess? Made him confess. He said that he felt like his head was in a vice mm. when he was being questioned. And the only relief was to say, essentially, yeah, I did it. Now, the crazy thing about it is that the verdict was mixed. What do you mean? So, the armed robbery got thrown out. Like, he was found not guilty, essentially, for those. He was found guilty of killing the man and not guilty of killing the woman. How? How? I don't know. Isn't that kind of crazy? Well, that's real crazy. Why wouldn't he... Was he able to, he like... He was acquitted of murdering the elderly woman. Was he... Were they able to prove that <laughs> he was possessed? Um, it was a three-day trial. Uh, and he confessed to two police officers. But he said he did that because they were possessed by demons. Um, and I, this is a quote. I could see an evil entity in him, a police detective. I felt like my head was in a vice. The evil spirit began to squeeze my head. I started to cry God. So this is kind of a different one where he's not really possessed. No. He's like a demon slayer. He said, I did not rob or murder either of those people. And then um, he said there were satanic forces dwelling in the being of these officers and several experts in demonology testified during the trial. Yeah, dang. Um, and I don't know. I mean... This isn't the first court case. This isn't the first there was uh, a, story like this. No, but there was a lack of fingerprints at both murders. Um, nothing so, on the wrench? Nothing. Yeah. That's so lack crazy. of fingerprints. That is crazy. And um, they basically called it a demon-induced confession that led the jurors to acquit Cashney. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Isn't that... So that's why I say it's unsettling, because it's like, okay. Well, yeah. he If they acquitted him, they had enough... The jury had enough, I guess, proof. Doubt? Yeah. I don't know. That's but... crazy. The My story is from 1974 as well okay this was in england though you ready hang on i was reading sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the defense also called two expert witnesses in demonology. One of the witnesses testified as to the possible existence of demons. The second expert testified that it is possible for a person to believe that another person is possessed by demons and under such a belief to respond with extreme fear. So during the trial, the defendant waived whatever protection might be afforded to him to be like the court appointed a psychiatrist and he stood by the fact that he confessed because of the demon-possessed police officers. Well, as as to it being real, uh -huh. I know the Vatican, mm -hmm. not too long ago, has started exorcism courses because they fully believe that possession and exorcisms need to happen. So when the Vatican's doing it... Yeah, I know they're supposed to be a, like... A division between, like, was it church and state? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's always an extreme, especially like. I just don't. I'm just like doubled down on, <laughs> like, not. Maybe I was just under a lot of stress. Doubled down on that was a demon that made me say, like, I was scared. So that's why I said it. It, it, it's crazy. This stuff's crazy. And all the stories that I read about this topic, most of them ended up in, like, terrible, terrible circumstances. This guy that I'm about to read about or tell you about, his was terrible. Okay. Okay. This was uh, 1974, which I thought was weird mm -hmm. because both my stories come from the 70s. Okay. All right. And both of them do similar things. 1974, Michael Taylor, uh, he's a butcher that lived in England. Okay. Okay? He basically felt like he was overcome by, uh, you know, an evil spirit. And they did an exorcism on him on October 5th and 6th of 74. It went okay. The priests thought they did a good job. They thought that they took up to 40 demons out of his body. Dang. Yeah. Like, he... He was collecting he them like stored them like Pokemon cards. Yes, gotta catch them all. <laughs> he stored them. He stored them. Um, these demons were in charge of things like incest, bestiality, blasphemy, and lewdness. And at the end, exhausted, they allowed Taylor to go home. Although they felt at least three demons, insanity, murder, and violence, were still left in him. Those three demons, yes. and they're like, we did a good job. Insanity, murder, and violence. I don't know still why there. you let him go. If that's the ones, like, if he's into the bestia, that's let him be. No, well, I mean, like, I mean, it's gross, very bad. Not to ick, but if this young, is the three but... that you're leaving, you're like, okay, let's let Mike go home. It's only insanity, murder, and violence left in him. Let's think how we got rid of all the pervert, you know, the pervert shit. Let the crazy murderer who has a tendency towards violence yes, go. Yes, so I would feel like those are the big three you want to get rid of. Well, after he goes home, um, basically walks in the house and he murders his wife uh, by ripping her eyes out and her tongue. Jeez. And then tearing most of her skin off of her face. Okay, I didn't know that I was going to tell all that, but Wow. And you were worried about me saying yes. the bludgeoning. Well, the priest really, like... <laughs> he said we... That was a good day's work. <laughs> and then he strangled their poodle. Well, it's either... 
I mean, if they left the bestiality in there, he would have done something else oh, to the poodle. Come on. Okay, so when the cops show up, he's covered in blood, obviously, because he ripped. He did bad, heinous things. Okay, yes. he's covered, and he told the officers it's the blood of Satan. So did he think his wife was Satan? No, he was. The demons in him made him do it. Okay, but if all of her blood's on him, and he's like the blood of Satan. He was making a sacrifice for... Satan? Mm-hmm. Dang. This is not the only story I read similar to this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they do violent stuff. Uh-huh. And it's the next person I'm going to talk about everybody knows about. Okay. So, But your turn. My turn? Yeah. What do you think of this guy? I mean... I think that he was disgruntled with his wife and wanted a reason to kill her and then was like, the demons made me do it. He's like, I don't know. I don't, how do you identify demons as this is what they are? Like, well, we got to take the course. We got to take the course. I'm you not, think the Vatican will let us? I don't know. I don't believe so. But if, it, we, if we could, like I would use my GI Bill. <laughs> I still have some time. I need to learn about demons yes, uh, and exorcisms. Right. But I think that, like, if you're looking at a list okay. of demon and you're naming demons, lewd, lewdness, I don't know how to say that word, and all this, uh-huh. like when you get to violence, like murder. murder and the other one, I can't remember the other one was. But don't you think that that would have been... Insanity. Yeah. Don't you think those three would be higher on your list than... Uh, Definitely the violence and murder. Get those out. If you're insane, like, we can work with that. We can figure that out. Like... How many people do you think were told that they were insane? That were possessed? That were actually infested with demons. So I know this is just about its possession or whatnot, but a lot of the cases and a lot of the stories that you hear, it's always demonic possession. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get any further on that, I do want to say that I think that there is a fine line with, I, nothing against it, but when you like channel and things like that, you're allowing something to enter your body and use you as a tool. That is a type of possession, a spiritual possession. You better know who you're dealing with because you're giving whoever it is permission to enter your body and use it as a tool. Yes. So, I mean, it's not always demons. Cause, and it's not always bad. It's like sometimes people solve crimes and things like that. I don't have any stories like that, and I don't think you do either. I think this is a dark episode for us. It's a darker one, but you know what? It's getting close to Halloween, and in these topics that we're going to talk about, people should know about them. When you go to a place and you investigate, you're opening yourself whether you believe it or not. Yes. And not everything is golden and sunshine. No. All right? There are mean people. There are mean entities. There are things that we don't know about yet. For Christ's sake, they told us there were aliens a couple of months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, Mexico just confirmed that they have aliens, too. Good job, Mexico. <laughs> they have bodies okay. of aliens. Oh, trying to one of us? <laughs> like, that they showed pictures of. We've probably got them, too. But America's like, we need to show them pictures. Yeah. 
But so, anyways, you go to these locations and you are investigating. And I don't know, most time when somebody calls us for a private case, they're mm-hmm. always scared. And it's always something that they claim to be evil. bad. Yeah, bad, yeah. evil, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not always the case. But you should protect yourself. And I know we've been to locations that we haven't always. Yes. We've learned our lesson from those. We have. Because I believe there was a possession one time that happened. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> like, but, um, it, yeah, it's not something to mess with. It's extremely scary if you think about it. I don't, I don't like not being in control. I have a control problem. You know, here's something that I just came up with in my own head. <laughs> we agree. You see the smoke? Yes. You see the smoke? So, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, a lot of... Drugs. <laughs> yes, lots of drugs. <laughs> and a lot of different type of rituals and stuff were happening. Yes. People did a lot of that stuff. Yes. And you'll hear about it as much now, but Correct. I know what's happening. Yeah. But, so both of our stories happened in the 70s. Mm-hmm. This next one that I'm going to tell is also in the 70s. The one like, I'm going to tell is not in the 70s. <laughs> when is it? I'll tell you in a minute. Well, don't you think there's something to that, though? Like, I think it comes in waves. Well, if you play with it. Yes, if you play with it. But I also think it comes in waves. Like I said in a previous podcast, like, witches are coming back. Like, where they're openly talking about I think everything comes in waves. I believe cults will be coming back very quickly. Like, I think that people are going to start getting into those. Again. Again. I think we're ramping up on being able to exercise demons because demons are going to be possessing people. The world is a crazy (laughs) place right now. Yes. People are searching for answers and trying to find hope. And I feel like you constantly hear about horrible things in the news. So, like, our morale is down. They're losing the faith. Losing faith. And that is when... You are susceptible to things happening. And also, when you when you feel broken, I think that's when you start to look for answers and are more open to anything that's going to make you feel better type stuff. You giving me a high five? I or... am. Okay. I think you're right. So, maybe. I'm also impressed that you said susceptible. I can't even do susceptible. it. Susceptible. Without any hiccups. Thank you. Good job. Good job. All right. So I'm going to read a news article. All right. This happened in Connecticut. Lots of shit happens in Connecticut. I know, right? All right. Published December 14th, 2011. December 14th is my grandma's birthday, by the way. Shout but she out. wasn't born in December or 2011. No, she was not. She was born in 1938. She's seen some shit. She old. Yeah, and she still plays soccer with my children. And tear shit up all the time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> on purpose, not on accident. Even better. Yeah. So anyway, published December 14th, 2011. The New Britain man accused of killing his 91-year-old father and attacking his mother will be in court on Wednesday. Jan G, 46, is being held on a 1.5 million bond accused of stabbing his father to death inside their New Britain home. Police responded to an assault complaint at the address, which I'm not going to say, found 
the 91-year-old dead in his home. Police state, or state police charged Jan G with his murder. They took over the homicide investigation because the victim was related to a member of the New Britain Police Department, state police said. Um, Jan G has pleaded not guilty. Neighbors described his behavior before the incident as erratic and friends of the suspect said drugs and being without a psychiatrist led to the violent confrontation. All right, so Janji gets arrested. After his arrest, the defendant tested positive for cocaine and opioids, both in his apartment and in the hospital on October 14, 2011. The defendant asserted that he was Satan. Damn. Specifically, the defendant stated the following to the officers in his apartment shortly after his arrest. I am Satan. I made a pact with your earth and you did not keep it your end of the deal. I order you to release me and take these cuffs off. Even though the defendant identified himself as Satan at times, at other points, his interactions with police that evening, he also referred to himself by his real name. The police department later that day um, told people that the defendant told officers that it was the drugs, crack and cocaine. And then the defendant asked, what do you think I'll get? 10, 20 years? <laughs> like, my God. Can you believe that? No. Okay, so he decides to... He, Basically, Jan G, the petitioner, so the guy, the son who killed, has a pending habeas corpus petition. In advance of the trial, he is filed through counsel seeking a ruling on the admissibility of proposed testimony seeking to prove that he was, in fact, possessed by the devil, devil at the time of his father, the time he killed his father and assaulted his mother. He believed he was the devil. He thought he was the devil. Okay. Yeah. And he said that he, he's like, I'm appealing this because I was the devil himself, Satan, essentially, when this happened. Um, so, leading up to October 14th, um, the defendant testified and he said that his drug use led to an interest in Satanism. And that on October 14th, after taking drugs that evening, he was possessed by Satan. And he told the jury that Satan took over his body and took him to his parents' house and killed his father. God. And um, he basically was raising claims in this habeas corpus petition relevant to his motion are counts 9 and 10, in which Jan claims the trial counsel was ineffective for failing to raise a defense of demonic possession and that the attorney was ineffective for failing to assert a defense of third-party culpability, wherein the third party was the devil. So he is saying, the essentially he's saying, you're trying the wrong man. You got to try the devil. You got to, the devil did it. You're trying me, and I, I'm not responsible for this. But he admitted that he was interested in Satanism. And so started, he opened that door. Yes, and he was doing drugs. 
also. Um, he says that the possession progressed over three months up until the murder and eventually like the possession ended. Yeah, after you killed your father who probably didn't love you enough. You know, like that. I'm making jokes. I don't think possession is a joke. I do believe in it. But I feel like, I've said this before, that's how I cope. I don't, if he really was possessed and this happened, it's horrible. But I would look at the relationship between him and his father. Right. Like. You're into Satanism or you're, you're practicing, which people can do what they want. I know that that's a religion that is definitely misinterpreted. It is misinterpreted. Like, and it's, I'm not saying that. It's not my cup of tea necessarily, but believe what you want to believe. Right. Do what you want to believe. Yeah. It's, I think, I think it's when these people do these heinous crimes and then bring it back to that religion. Blame it on it. Yes. So it's like you, it gets a bad, I don't know, it gets a bad rap. Like it's misunderstood, like you said, mm -hmm. because people claim that this is what they do and that's that so um there was witnesses who observed the progression as he was possessed probably, so they seen him like changing probably all his drug buddies <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah when he did crack cocaine he got real crazy <laughs> <laughs> his eyes were way messed up uh-huh um video evidence of jan after the death of his father when he was still possessed by a demon slash satan um, then there was expert testimony from an expert that explained the process of demonic possession and expert testimony from an exorcist who explained that possession is a real phenomenon. I actually think it is. I think it is too. Um, but he raised the argument that the council should have presented a third party defense and that should have been the devil. Um, several accounts, the council usurped his Sixth Amendment rights by pursuing a mental capacity defense rather than presenting evidence that he was, in fact, possessed by the devil. And finally, he states, among other things, that uh, he entered into a contract with Satan where he would give his soul to Satan in exchange he would rule the world, like Jam would rule the world, and he began to feel presence inside him. It gradually took more and more control over his body, possessed by Satan after the contract agreement. On the night of the incident, Jan realized that Satan was in full possession of his body. While he tried to resist and yell, no, Satan had full control of his body while he was possessed. While in prison after the offense, he was still possessed by Satan and began to read the Bible. After he began to read the Bible, he began to feel cold, felt like he was being punched in the stomach and began to shake for 15 minutes while God expelled Satan. Suddenly, he saw sunlight and the evil was gone and he realized God had taken Satan out of him. That's kind of crazy. So, I guess he's not into Satanism anymore, essentially. But like, my God. So that's why that's why I'm saying I feel like it's scary because these people are committing crimes and then blaming being possessed. They're blaming it on that, but, and this is some of the things that I read, a lot of these stories have almost the same theme. As soon as the, as soon as 
the crime's over. Mm-hmm. They claim that it's out of them. Mm-hmm. What's inside of me made me do it. Mm-hmm. The story I'm going to say, it's about a serial killer that literally thought he was being told to do this. I read several of these killers that have done multiple murders that have claimed that some sort of voice, some sort of, one of them was an image in his GPS. Okay. He saw this image and uh, it told him to go kill people. He killed six people that night. Just drove around because the GPS symbol made him do it. I just... He was a completely normal before that. Okay. Was he? Like, there was no signs. No signs whatsoever. Okay. But, like, so the one with the two random people, which I don't know if they were random, but they seemed kind of random. Like, they, there was no connection there. Um, and he, there were no fingerprints, and he claims he only confessed because... The 74. Yes. Case. I'm more, after reading the last one, I believe him more that he confessed because he was scared. Which, I still don't know why you would confess to murder if you didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. That one's a little bit more like if interesting. You, like if you thought that you a demon was in front of you. Yeah. And like that one is a little bit more like, okay, maybe we did. Which obviously, the jury thought, okay, maybe. But this one... You when had you threw a problem, drugs out. You had drugs. You were messing with, like, Satanism. <laughs> you were interested in it. And I believe you probably had a problem with your father. Yeah. You probably, he was ashamed of you because you were doing drugs probably. And he probably told you off. And you're like, that's it. I'm going to kill him. And then your mom probably stepped in the way to try to stop the fight. Like, she has multiple times. Which all of this is just assumption. Like, I don't know, but, and he probably, like, smacked her, like, out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. I don't know. I, so. I, I agree with you. Seventy. The case in 74 seems like it's a little bit more uh, believable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The second one kind of, he's leaning towards using that as a defense before he does it. Yeah. And he, he was persistent in saying it's a fact. Not that I believe. It's a fact. But I don't know. And then all of a sudden, when he's been convicted, the demon's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I feel like people who've been possessed, we just make them read the Bible and it'll just go away, apparently. Like, we don't even need to take exorcism classes. We just have them read the Bible. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Right. This next guy that I'm going to tell you about happened in 76. Okay. His name was the son of Sam David Berkowitz, serial killer. Killed six people. You want to know why? The GPS told him to? Not the GPS. But did you get that? That guy killed six people. Uh Uh-huh. He said somebody made him do it, or the symbol made him do it. Uh Uh-huh. Son of Sam thought his neighbor's dog. The dog was telling him. His dog, when his dog was barking, he was telling him to go out and kill people. I don't believe that for an instance. Maybe a cat, but not a dog. He's still in prison. Well, yeah. And he still says it. Now, we're talking 70s. Uh-huh. He's still in prison, which he should be. Yes. But he still says the exact same thing. 
the dog spoke to me and made me do these. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I don't believe a dog could ever say anything like that. They're just so sweet. I love dogs. I love them too, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If my dog tells me to do anything. Me would not do that. I know. For anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, grab a beer. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take the dog to the news because I'm going to make money off of it. <laughs> yes. But... I don't know. This whole topic of possession is spooky. It is. And I'm, I'm kind of concerned right now. I have I'm, conversations with Archie all the time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> me too. Get off me. Stop licking me. I'm done with you. Back off. Jack off. Um Oh, I don't do that. I I scolded him the other day cuz in the morning I was going to put him out and it was dark kind of and I didn't see somebody walking their dog. And he usually walks out there with me, stands there, waits for me to put his collar on him. Well, he took off running. Like, he walked out there, and all of a sudden, I was standing there, and he spotted him before I didn't start taking off running. So I was yelling at him. And he got to the edge of our yard and ran back. Luckily, he didn't cross the road or whatnot. But he ran into the house, and then he was sitting there, shame on his face. And I said, yeah. I said, you were out there swinging your dick around, acting like you're the big man on campus. I said, you feel good about yourself, do you? I said, you shouldn't. He's like, it's, it was Satan. <laughs> He's like, Satan made me do it. You didn't see that little demon chihuahua over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely took... You're going to make money off a dog that can talk. Yeah, but I was just thinking about, have you ever been on an investigation where... Public or not? Okay. Mostly public, because okay. me and you, we we haven't. But have you ever been on an investigation where you just thought somebody wasn't acting right? Absolutely. And like they possibly could have, like you looked, like Adam. <laughs> nobody yes. can see what I'm doing, but I'm like looking at you like five different. There's been times that we've been on our like team investigation and people aren't acting right, acting out of character. And we usually are like, hey, you need to step outside. And they usually get combative about it. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Why is, what's going on here? They do. Was it? What are you doing? It wasn't directed towards you, but you I feel sure? like you feel guilty over there. Not at all. <laughs> the devil's making me do it. What do you mean? Like, they're like, I'm fine. I don't need to leave. Like... I did the same thing. I did the I did it at Melbourne. You said I didn't sound like myself, and I told you I was fine. Like I was leave me here. I'll be all right. Type thing. I'm still looking at you all. You tried to choke someone. <laughs> <laughs> that place was fucked up. <laughs> well, it was a bad night. But we learned things from that yes. experience. Well. Okay, I wasn't talking about us. I wasn't talking about us either, but then you looked at... I swear to God, quit looking at me like that. I was not talking about you. I was talking about Jamie. Jamie who? On our team. I asked her if she was okay, and she got, like, out of character and was like, I'm fine. When was this? Saturday? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Sorry, sorry, Jamie. Jamie, are you Okay. <laughs> That was kind of different. I mean, I've seen she people do that. She acted different. Yeah. But, like, I 
not a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't speaking about you, and then we had to tell the story because you got real quiet just staring at me, not having a conversation. I you told on get, yourself. I don't know. I don't know if you know. I, I know that I've been out there, okay, and like, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? That is acid reflux. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, as uh, I remember being on an investigation, and all of a sudden this lady just started acting so so weird like to the point where i was like um let's end the session maybe in the night because i don't know what you're doing like she was doing weird weird stuff with her hands and she was floating <laughs> not floating but you know she was dancing yeah but it was it was really weird okay <laughs> <laughs> i wish you could see his face right now why? Because you're like in disbelief and you keep making these weird faces and shaking your head and like eh. Well, because I, I you know, I don't now I feel like after this I'm gonna go on investigations, I'm gonna be looking at people and I'm gonna be staring them down, like looking in their eyes like what's up? Honestly, Bri, that's why you have me around. So you can do the looking? Because I watch people throughout okay. investigations. You ask questions, you ask the questions and I watch people to see how People are acting. Well, all right. Well, I like this topic. I think we should do another. Like a part two. A part two to this thing. Um, when you're out there investigating, always be careful on what you're doing. Remember, this stuff is real. So and... don't be giving permission to people or things that you don't necessarily know what it is. Yeah. And make sure you take the measures to uh, protect yourselves, however that is, and however you feel comfortable doing it. Make sure you do that kind of stuff as well. Um Go out there and have a good time, get great evidence, but always be mindful of what can possibly happen. We just told you about four different stories where these guys, our girls, essentially seemed to be normal people, and then they got them demons in them, and yeah. then they did heinous things. Yeah. And those were just, like, we just picked random ones. There were a bunch. Yeah, I, pay, I read through, like, 30 different ones that were all similar. I literally looked up possession court cases like demonic possession like th- where people were using that as a defense i think the next time we do this we need to talk about like the stages and what people look like maybe we can even post some pictures of where people started to be like oh she's so cute and then now she's oh she's so fucking heinous <laughs> like the meth before and after yes. pictures where you're like that doesn't even look like the same person yeah, so, yeah. what do you think of that we could do that. All right. Sounds good. Um, well, that's all we have for today. If you have ever been possessed, call the <laughs> local band again. <laughs> don't call us because we don't know what to do with you. Um, I'm just messing. Uh, but on a serious note, please follow and subscribe if you have any comments or questions or cool stories that you want to tell us email us at adventureswithbrichelle at gmail.com and maybe you'll make an episode maybe we'll read it um but until then make sure to you make every day an adventure and we'll talk to you later see ya